do this. In fact, I promised some of my friends on radio stations and others that I would do this um, so that God can get the glory. I, I, I reluctantly read these kind of things, but uh, God gets the glory. Uh, this worship service on Sunday morning has been named the number one radio broadcast. Amen. Um, so to all of our radio listeners, amen. By the way, help us thank those radio listeners. Come on, put the cameras on. The, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we say thank you. And then we were just told that average Sunday morning, 7,000 internet viewers worship with us every Sunday morning. Come on, put your hands together, 7,000. And just received this from Facebook that over 14,000 Facebook viewers. Now, that was all right if we were praising Bible way, but we really want God to get the glory for this. So y'all help me give God a praise for getting the word out. Amen. Amen. A very special thank you to these radio listeners, these internet viewers, Facebook followers. Thank you. And get the word out all across the world. This is bigger than Bible way. This is not about church, domination, church, anything else. Who's the biggest? Who's the greatest? Who got the most? None of that matters. What matters is somebody gets saved, somebody get touched, amen. And just for the record, let me say this. If someone is listening and your church has one person, that's enough, amen. God, God can care less about numbers, amen. And you may have heard me say this, and my preacher friends look at me strange when this, but over a year ago, I stopped looking at numbers. I don't know them. I don't care to know them. I, I have no idea what size we are, how many members we have. In, in fact, that, that is no relevance to me other than the fact that one somebody gets saved and one person get encouraged. Amen. So help us celebrate just one person who will get saved. Thank you. There is a word from the Lord this morning as we continue this series of messages that's entitled, By Faith. The 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews is where all eight of these sermons come from. They all originate from the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. This is the sixth of eight messages our text this morning is found in two verses of the 11th chapter, verses 24 and 25. Amen. Somebody shout to get on the devil's nerve by faith. Amen. We just want to let him know that we don't walk by how we feel or what we see. Faith is believing that something is happening when the evidence doesn't seem to back it up. Or you, you would catch it. Anybody can celebrate when you see the evidence. But how many broke people can celebrate your prosperity? How many sick people can celebrate your healing? How many can celebrate your deliverance while you're still in bondage? Amen. God is good. And so here is this sixth message. Verses 24 and 25 of the 11th chapter. And it reads, By faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. <laughs> Listen to verse 25. He chose to be mistreated <laughs> along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. And the church said, amen. He chose. <laughs> Wasn't forced to do it. Nobody made him do it. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God. Reach over and grab somebody by the hand. Amen. 
And here is the subject for today's message. Look at someone, encourage someone, and say, by faith, we will make the right choices. Amen. Yes, we will. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Originally, when we put the bookmark out, it was make the right choice. Then God reminded us, reminded me, that we have choices. This is not just about one big choice. This is about everyday choices in our lives. By faith, we will make the right choices. Listen, the noted author by the name of John Maxwell is quoted as saying, and I'll quote, Maxwell says, life is a matter of choices and that every choice you make makes you. Listen to this, especially my young people. Every choice you make makes you. In other words, we are the product of our choices. When folk look at you, they are looking at the product of the choices you have made. And I know it's so easy in this day and age for so many people to complain and lament and blame other people for what has not gone right in their lives. We have people who will say that it was the system, it was the man, it was your bad family upbringing. Folk will blame everybody. And in this age of so many social analysis of things that have not gone right in people's lives, everybody's got a theory of why so many people seem to be so messed up. Everybody's got it. They, they blame this and that. And they say, well, it's poor education. And the school system failed them. The church failed them. The community failed them. However, I am convinced, listen to this, my brothers and sisters, that most of our struggles in life are as a result of our own choices. I know it's easy to point fingers at someone else. It makes you feel good when it's not your fault. And we've, and we've got one big bad boogeyman that we cast all blame on when we can't find any human to blame. Marlon, when they can't blame the deacons or the preacher, can't blame mama and daddy, they just say, it's the devil. <laughs> the devil is busy. Well, the devil has always been busy. Amen. And we, and we give the devil more credit than he deserves. Last time I checked, the devil was not omnipotent, omniscient, or omnipresent. He, he can't do everything, anything. Amen. We give him so much credit for what has not gone right in our lives. But the truth of the matter is, the greatest enemy you face every morning is usually the enemy in the mirror. Preaching now. Y'all may not like me after this morning. But we are often our own worst enemy. It is the enemy within us that we struggle with probably more so than anything else. It is not someone else's actions or what someone else has done, but it is usually what we are doing to ourselves by the choices we have made. Amen. It, it, it puzzles me when folk think they can live a life of neglect 
and a life of laziness and a life of being nonchalant about everything and then get up and start growing and or getting older. You 35 and 40 years old and you 50 years old still waiting on your ship to come in and and, and some, somebody else holding, holding you down and, and just, you ain't got no job and then you still never did want to work as lazy as you want to be and here you are still declaring, I'm going to be a great entrepreneur. Well, you got to start somewhere. Go to Walmart and at least be a greeter so you can have some work experience. <laughs> Amen. And when things don't work out, it's always somebody else's fault. But you made the decision to sleep rather than study. Am I right about it? You made the decision to go clubbing rather than to get on your knees and start praying. Nobody chose that mate for you but you. Amen. Every Body you think is your Boaz. I started to say something, but I, I got to, I'll behave. <laughs> Every Boaz doesn't always end up being the Boaz of the Bible. Amen, somebody. And so you, you got, when, when you choose messed up, lives to penetrate and infiltrate your life, you ought not be surprised when you end up messed up. Can I, help me understand something. Can y'all indulge me? If they messed up four people's lives before yours, what make you think the fifth one is the charm? where God told me I can no no you can't you, you can't do what they won't allow the Holy Ghost to do in their own lives am I right about it it is said that our legacy in life will ultimately be defined more by the choices we make listen than the abilities and the talents we may display. There are a whole lot of gifted and talented people that are living messed up lives. Not because they're not gifted or talented. It is because of the choices that they have made. You can't outrun your choices. Amen. They will catch up with you, follow you, be with you and hunt you all along. We've got to understand that in order for us to walk by faith, we have to make faith decisions. Amen. We have to decide to trust God even when we don't always know how things are going to turn out because God said so. So the question, my brothers and sisters, is not do we have faith. The question is, are you exercising the faith to make the right decisions? Are you applying faith principles in your life? Remember, faith is when things can't be substantiated by factual proof, but you know it ought to be done because God said it. Faith is stepping out on nothing, just believing God has your back. Any, anybody know God's got your back? And, and, and even when, when you've got to turn away from certain things in certain situations, trusting God every step of the way. Faith journey requires faith decisions. Faith decisions will bring you faithful results. 
Uh, God says, I'll bless you in ways. And other folk will look at you and they will marvel at your success. Not knowing all the things that you've gone through. They don't know your struggles. They, they don't know how you've had to trust God in the midnight hour. They don't know how you laid awake at night just saying, God, I know you'll make a way. And I, I'm willing to walk away from other things because I'm going to trust you. Folks see your blessings, but they don't know what you got to go through to get this. Favor is not fair. And God says, I'll bless you with favor because of your faithfulness. Anybody in here know that God will reward your walk of faith? Please help me tell somebody, trust God. Trust him, trust him. Listen, listen, I want to spend a little time this morning uh, on this text. In this text, we have a wonderful example of how by faith, Moses made the right choice as it relates to God's plan for his life. The story of Moses is recorded in the book of Exodus. And it tells us from the beginning uh, that Moses was a Hebrew baby. You know the story, but... Indulge me. Let me uh, put it in some context for you. Moses, uh, born to Levite parents, Exodus 1 says, and there was a decree in Egypt. Uh, why? Because something happened in Egypt. Exodus 1 says, there arose a king of Egypt who was not familiar with the reputation of Joseph. You remember Joseph was the one that invited his family to Egypt. There were just, what, 70 people that came with Joseph and his family, and they had now grown to millions. They had grown and spread it out in Egypt. And the Egyptians, and particularly the Egyptian leadership, uh, was jealous, and they were concerned uh, that the children of Israel would take over and outnumber them. So you know the story. There was a decree by Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, uh, that every male child that's born to a Hebrew must be put to death. Amen. Uh, the parents of Moses, the Levite parents of Moses, Moses was born, and the text says in Exodus 1 that they hid him for months. And when they could not hide him anymore, Moses' mother took him in a basket put him in the Nile River and allowed him to float down the Nile River, sent her sister, the mother's sister, down to find out what happened to her baby. And as God would dictate, uh, the daughter, listen to God, I, I want to say the, the daughter of Pharaoh, the man who issued the edict, saw this baby in the Nile and had compassion on him. And the daughter of Pharaoh decided uh, that I want to raise this child as my own. Ooh, I'm going somewhere. Now listen to how good God, this has always blown my mind. So the mother separates from her baby, puts the baby in a basket, floats down the Nile. Pharaoh's daughter, who rules all of Egypt, the most powerful family in all of civilization takes your baby out of the river. And if that doesn't blow your mind, let me help you out. Pharaoh's daughter said, I can't nurse this baby. So tell her slave and handmaid, go find me a Hebrew woman to nurse my baby. I wish I had time. Maybe Tuesday night we'll deal with this. So listen to this. They go and get Moses' mother to nurse her baby. And listen to what the text says. And Pharaoh's daughter paid her. What kind of God we serve? God said, I'll make it show that somebody else will raise your child, you will nurse them, and I'll pay you to take care of your own child. If we had time, I would tell you to put a praise on that. 
Somebody help me shout, but God. <laughs> Moses named by Pharaoh's daughter. The Egyptian name, Moses, uh, raised in Pharaoh's house, becomes Egyptian royalty <laughs> under the auspices of his now adopted mother, Pharaoh's daughter. Now let me help you and give you something else that blows your mind. Many Jewish scholars believe that Pharaoh's daughter was an only child that had no children at that time of her own. Now let's paint the picture. <laughs> One daughter, no children, delivers a Hebrew baby out of the Nile, raises him in her house, her own mother without even knowing that's the baby's mama, to nurse the baby. And so Moses would have been, if this scholarly interpretation is true, Moses would have been the heir apparent to the Egyptian throne. In other words, as the movie said, he was the prince of Egypt. Somebody say, but God. How can you take a nappy-head Hebrew baby delivered out of the Nile River, make him the apparent prince of Egypt? Somebody help me shout, but God. Moses, can I set this up? I'm going somewhere. Moses had everything that someone at that time could ever want. He was highly educated under Egyptian scholars, which, by the way, was necessary in order to write the first five books of the Bible. God said, I needed somebody with a scholarly mentality, with a scholarly background who knew uh, Egyptian culture and Hebrew culture with the acrimony to write the first five books of the Bible. So I will raise him in the enemy's house to prepare him to defeat the enemy that has raised him. Y'all excuse me. I don't want to get too deep, but I just want you to catch this. Egyptian royalty with a great Ivy League education. Amen. He had fame, wealth, position, and power. <laughs> Who could ask for anything else? However, when God gets ready, you got to move. <laughs> I need to preach to someone. How many of you had everything the world thought anybody could ask for? But when God got ready, told you to give up your old life and walk with God, folk did not understand your decisions. They could not understand your decisions because it was a faith decision at age 40 years old Moses had to make a faith decision he had to decide if he was going to continue to be identified as Egyptian royalty with all of his privileges or would he identify with the people of God and all the suffering and the abuse that comes along with being identified with slaves. Here's the choice. Am I going to continue to live in the slave master's house? Or am I going to follow God's plan for my life? Am I going to follow the plan of Pharaoh's daughter and one day ascend 
to the throne of Egypt or will I forsake all of that just to do God's will uh, for my life? See, we've got choices to make and, and oftentimes we choose the easy path and path that is most comfortable and the path that helps validate us and give us fame and power. But sometimes you've got to choose stuff other than silver and gold. Sometimes you've got to make the Lord your choice. Can I get a witness? Listen, listen. Uh, the answer to Moses' dilemma was answered in Hebrews 11, verses 24 to 27 in the Message Bible. And I have asked them to put the Message Bible up on the screen because I want you to see what God has to say to us. Now, the, the Message Bible puts it a little different. And I want you to go with us on that. It, it, it talks about Moses' dilemma and what Moses went through. Uh, here is what it says, verses uh, in, in, in the book. It says this, by faith. Look, look at it. Look at somebody and say, by faith. <laughs> Moses, when grown, refused the privileges of the Egyptian royal house. Look at somebody and say, it was by faith. It got to take faith for you to turn down wealth, fame, power, and prestige. It says, the Message Bible says, he chose a hard life with God's people. How many of you choose the hard way? Moses chose a hard life with God's people rather, listen to this, this is why I like the message Bible interpretation of this, rather than an opportunistic soft life of sin <laughs> with the oppressors. See, we got to sometime make a decision in our lives. Are we going to walk with God or are we going to walk with the oppressors? Are we going to walk with the world or are we going to walk with the kingdom? Yeah, folk may pat you on the back and they may validate you and they may lift you up to lofty positions. But the fact of the matter is if God didn't put you there, you can't stay there. Any witnesses? Anybody agrees with me that all good promotions come from the Lord? I didn't say all promotions because there are some that men can push you up to, but it will not last. It says he valued suffering in the Messiah's camp far greater than Egyptian wealth because he was looking ahead. Ah, let me wait on them upstairs. I want to get this back on the, on, on the board. I just want you to see the message Bible and what it says again, this is so important for us to understand what God was up to. Here's what he said again. You all, you all just go with me. Technical. Thank you. He says, he, by an act of faith, he turned his heel on Egypt, indifferent to the king's blind rage. Listen to this, and this is the part I wanted you to see. Thank you, upstairs. He had his eye. Uh, do you see it? He, he had his eye on the one no one, no eye can see. Please don't miss it. You've got to look at somebody that natural eyes cannot see and kept right on going by faith he kept the Passover in other words God says when I see the blood I'll pass over you how many of you know that in order to get what God has for you you've got to have the faith to trust God when you can't see him 
You've got to believe that deliverance is already there when nobody else can see. Folk ask you, why did you do that? That does not make any sense. Well, you are not trying to make sense to other people. You've made up your mind that you've got to please God and God alone. And if haters don't like you, that's their problem. If folk don't want to be your friend, then that's their problem. But when you make a choice to follow the Lord, nothing else matters in your life. You've got 30 seconds to give God your best praise over what God is doing right now. A faith decision, a faith choice is choosing God over yourself. Help me, Holy Ghost. Over your flesh. Over your career. Over your family. Over your church members. A faith choice is when nobody else understands why. But you decide that God's got something in store for me. I will experience something that others cannot experience. Go with me to Exodus chapter 3, verse 5, NIV translation. You will see what Moses experienced. Chapter 1, Moses in the river floating down the Nile. Chapter 2, Moses makes a decision uh, to choose God above his career above his future, above the legacy of Egyptian royalty. And now in chapter 3 of the book of Exodus, we see what God was up to. Moses is now running for his life. You know the story. He slays the Egyptian. He escapes Egypt. He now lives in a desert on the hinder part, according to King James, of the Mesopotamic. He leaves royalty to live as a shepherd boy. But how many of you know that stuff doesn't make you? Materialistic things do not define you. I wish I could preach to some folk that know you are greater than the stuff you possess. Tell somebody you may have the right outfit, the right car, the right house. You may have the right position. But if you don't have a right relationship with God, your life will still be jacked up and messed up. And you will live in turmoil. Anybody is ready to make a right decision to follow God, even if you've got to leave other stuff. Come on, keep it on the board for me. Y'all follow me. And so here is what God says. God to Moses, third chapter of the book of Exodus, Moses now goes to a place and God says, let me show you something, Mother Jackson. God says, Moses, I'm going to tell you what this is all about. Moses sees a bush that is on fire, but the bush has not been consumed. And Moses is about to experience the very presence of God that no human being in scripture to this point has ever experienced before. And God said, I'm going to show you where you are. Moses approaches the bush and God tells him in verse number five, do not come any closer. Take off your sandals. Take off your shoes because you're not in any ordinary place. The place you stand on, good God almighty, is holy ground. Somebody help me praise God. God said the reason you had to leave Egypt, the reason you had to leave the palace, the reason you had to forsake Egyptian royalty is that I was going to take you a place greater than earthly royalty. I'm going to take you to a place called holy ground where you sense the presence of God. Anybody know that God will take you higher 
God will do something greater for you. Somebody help me give God your best praise for what God is about to do in your life. Do me a favor, cross the aisles and touch somebody and say, get ready. Somebody tell somebody, get ready. Get you thought you gave up something but you had no idea of what God had for you you are about to sense the presence of God you are about to walk with God take off your shoes sometimes you stand in a place nobody has ever stood in before grab your neighbor by the hand and say get ready you are standing in a place where ordinary folk can't stand I don't want to act like I'm country but if you can take them off, take them off. Take them off and walk. Why do you need to take them off? Because I'm going somewhere. Nobody has ever been. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready! Get ready! Take off Stacy Adams. Take off Louis Vuitton. Whatever it is, it ain't nothing but stuff. Here we go! One, two, three! See you, Napa. Come on. Everybody that got your shoes off, meet me at the altar. Y'all, please don't put this on video. <laughs> it's already out. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Holy, holy, holy. Bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. Enlarge my territory. I pray for increase. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. For increase. Get ready. Get ready. Watch what God is about to do in Somebody's going to say, what happened at Bible Way? I heard all those crazy folk took their shoes off. 
Look at somebody say, we're going to a place that's holy, that's special. Get ready. You are about to be moved to holy ground. Somebody get ready, get ready, get ready. Shake your neighbor's hand and say, get ready. somebody look at somebody say neighbor you can't do this in Egypt say you can't do this in Egypt you had to leave Egypt so that you can go to holy ground and get your miracle get ready Lift those hands. Woo. I had not planned to do that. Woo. Something about you feeling free with your shoes. Are any country folk in here? Come on. <laughs> Lift those hands all over this place. Moses. The reason you had to remove your shoes because I'm about to take you to a place that does not need to be contaminated with where you've come from. Woo. God is about to bless you. The song said, bless me, Lord. Prayer of Jabez. Bless me, Lord. Enlarge my territory because I choose you. I pray for increase. Woo. Oh Lord, bless me, bless me indeed. Anybody want God to enlarge your territory? Lift those hands and say, Enlarge my territory oh lord bless me bless me indeed keep your hand upon me that no evil cannot harm me Woo! sunshine and rain sickness and pain god i humbly come to you. Lift those hands and say, Lord, enlarge my territory. You're getting ready to go someplace you've never been before. Woo. Uh, yeah, God's getting yeah. Oh, bless me. Uh, enlarge my territory. Oh, Lord. Bless me, Lord. Somebody. Somebody pray for increase. Come on, all, all the folk, lift those hands. Bless me, Lord. Somebody, God's about to bless you. Bless me, Lord. 
that no evil Sunshine and rain, Sunshine and rain. through sickness and pain. I humble. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here it is. Enlarge. Woo. Get ready. Zion in large. Bless me, Lord. One more time. Keep your hand upon me, Lord. Lift those hands if you want God to keep his hand on you. Thank you, Francis. Yeah. So no evil can not harm me. Sing, yes, sunshine. Sunshine and rain. Woo! Yes, sickness. Sickness yeah. and pain. Somebody get ready. Lord, yeah. I God is about to do something. To you. Ah, here we go. Lord, I need you to enlarge me. Somebody's getting ready for a blessing. Come on, Zion. Somebody get ready. For increase, get ready, Moses, for increase. question I leave you with today is this do we have the faith to make the right choices as it relates to God's plans for our lives regardless of the circumstances here's the last part of this question will those choices we make be based on faith and not on what we see, how we feel, or what others think. Whew. Some of you are at a crossroads right now. God has been challenging you for the last several weeks, last several months, since the beginning of this year, perhaps even last year. It's time. Look at someone and say, it's time. It's time to choose. And when you choose to follow God's plans, God will enlarge your territory. God will bless you with increase. Woo. God will take you to a place no one has been before. Moses, you may have sat in the presence of pharaohs in Egypt, <laughs> but on this mountain, you're in the presence of God. You can wear your sandals when you're in the palace, Moses, but you're in the presence of God. Ooh. And I just want you to understand the significance 
of where you are. <laughs> you are in a place that God can make everything right. I'm praying for someone right now. Someone listening by way of radio, you are struggling right now. Ooh. Someone viewing by way of internet, you are going through a difficult situation right now. God says, don't worry about it. I've got your back. Now here's some good news. Even if we have made bad choices at some point in our lives, God can give us a second chance. I'm so glad that he is a God of a second chance. <laughs> Amen. Because the truth is, we all at some point have made bad choices. Some of us just haven't been caught. Some of us just haven't been exposed publicly. Ooh. But we all have made decisions that were not good and not in the best interest of God or ourselves. But the good news ooh, is God has changed your location. You're now standing in a holy place. God is about to do something. I want Francis to give me that verse again. Keep, Keep your hand. hand upon me. Put your hands right here on your heart. So no evil can Everybody. not harm me. Thank you, Francis. Sunshine. Sunshine and rain. Lord, I only come to you. Get ready for increase. reach over and put your arms around someone. We all have our challenges. We do this for a reason. Uh, for I believe in uniting together what embracing someone else says to that person is that you are not alone. You're not the only one who struggles, whose heart has been broken. Ooh. But God's getting ready to do a new thing in somebody's life. I know you miss your mother, Tina. Huh? She was special. Huh? But God's getting ready to heal the broken heart. Yeah, yeah. Others who've struggled so much. God's getting ready to do something that only God can do. Now here's the challenge. Here's your challenge. After we pray, there's somebody in here today. God has been challenging you for a while to take that next step. See, Moses wasn't perfect because even after that, Moses made some mistakes. <laughs> but he was obedient and faithful he made the right choice to follow God's plan for his life. I don't know. This may be your last. We have three funerals at this church this week alone. Ooh. Every week, someone passes. 
I don't know. This may be your last chance to step out on faith. Amen. If it is, walk by what you believe and not what you see or how you feel. Close those eyes and let us pray. Eternal Father, we thank you. God, uh, you took this message in a way that we had not anticipated. But it was your doing. You said to us that the reward for making the right choices will be to take us to a place that no one has been before. To take us to a special place in your presence where it is just us and you standing before you, Lord. Moses' brother Aaron could not go. Miriam, his sister, could not go. His father-in-law Jethro could not go. This was personal. <laughs> God, you're doing something personal in somebody's life right now. You are taking them to holy ground. You are taking them to a place of miracles. Woo! I, I sense it in my spirit that something good is going to happen in somebody's life right now, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Move in a mighty way. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give somebody a hug and say, get ready. Get ready. If you're here, you want to make that decision. Come on. Come on. I'll wait right here. Somebody, wherever you are, you want to commit to the church. You want to give God. God bless you. Wherever you are right now, you want to make, come on. God bless you, young man. Others are coming. Look at these young people. I pray for increase. Look at God. Come on. Come to the altar. I pray. Anyone else? Come. Look at these young people, Jeff. Young men. I, I pray, I pray, bless Lord. Yeah. Bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. St. Francis, bless me. I feel something. Lord, I bless me. For increase. You can trust me, Lord. Increase, increase, increase. Look at God. I pray. Yeah, yeah. Y'all excuse us. I feel God's up to something. God's going to bless you all. God, God's going to turn. God's going to do something special in your life. Bless me, Lord. 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 Bless me, yeah. Lord, bless me, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. I need you to God's holy ground, holy ground. God's doing something right me. now. Bless me. I need you to bless me. Enlarge my territory. God bless you as we take. Come on, clap your hands for I these that are look at God, look at, look at God, look at, look at, look at these young men, young men, young women. Bless me, like only you can bless me. I need you to bless me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, enlarge my territory, Lord. Enlarge my territory. 
get ready. I want you to go encourage somebody. Why don't you find somebody you haven't spoken to? Even if you got to go in the back of the church, just go find somebody and encourage them. And say, God's getting ready to bless you. God, God is getting ready to bless you. God's getting ready to bless you. Ah, bless me. Bless me, Lord. Yeah. Point your hands right here, everybody. Yeah. Get ready. Oh, come on, give God a praise for the word of God. When we make the